0: hello everybody and today on the gotham sports machine we are having a special guest scotty the king angle i'm your host jack healy we got our co-host mark healy back with us today after a short break and we're talking mets and yankees what's going on today hey
1: jack really excited that uh scott's joining us today scott is uh an old friend certainly uh great friend in this business and uh so glad he could join us today scott
2: well thanks for having me mark uh i know it's been a while since we've seen each other it was a long time ago in the Mets clubhouse but always following your work i wish you best of luck with your with your book and uh you know just grinding hard at this time of the year you know doing uh fantasy baseball stuff for rotoballer.com fantasy football for them too fantasy nascar uh, you know, doing fantasy stuff for SportsLine.com, and also going into my uh, into my my latest season, I've been with Seahawks.com since 2012, uh, doing their fantasy analysis. I like to tell people I was drafted the same year as Russell Wilson.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, not, that's not a bad guy to be drafted with. No,
2: well, you know, he started the same year with the Seahawks as I did, so uh, you know. Uh, I I like to tell people that, yeah, yeah, the Seahawks picked me the same year they picked Russell Wilson and Bobby (laughs) Wagner. Nice. Yeah.
0: So the New York teams have been so up and down lately. It seems like one week you're like, oh, my God, they're looking looking so good. And now it's like the Yankees are in shambles. They can't hit. And the Mets are starting to get hurt. It's It's a misery to watch, to be honest.
2: Yeah, the Mets got shut out for like the fourth time, I believe, in in a week, uh, you know, as we record this show. And for fantasy players, you know, also dealing, the, the Mets fans and the fantasy players are both are both dealing, you know, with significant injuries here. It's just, you know, it's, we, we've seen this before with the Mets, as you well know, Mark, you know, just as the injury malaise, it's like a curse or something like that. And in fantasy, you got to constantly be ready. I mean, I've actually used Billy McKinney and Kevin Pillar uh, on some of my fantasy teams because they've actually produced well. I do give the Mets a lot of credit for building quality depth this offseason, turning to players like Pillar, McKinney, et cetera. Uh, you know, it's, it's worked, and they've remained in first place, and I think that's a testament to them. But, you know, also in fantasy, when you have Mets on your team – it's okay. You always have to be ready to go to the waiver wire.
1: <laughs> yeah. And not just that, you know, it's funny. I had this discussion on Twitter today, Scott, uh, a lot of people want to point to the Mets training staff. And I said, look, you know uh, and you know this too, Scott, cause I know you talked to a lot of these guys personally. Um, you can't blame the training staff, you know, the teams today, players today, they, they really, they really do their own thing. You know, the, the trainers are there to, you know, give them a Band-Aid or give them some like, you know, <laughs> you know, Ben Gay. The, the players today don't really, you know, they, they, they have all their own regimens. They, they really kind of, a lot of them have their own doctors and own trainers. And to me, it's just, uh, you know, it's not like just the Mets are, are, are suffering injuries. It's baseball wide because a lot of guys just aren't conditioned for a 162 game season after last year. And it takes time. And, you know, the Mets have been lucky. Lucchese is really the only major, major injury uh, where they're going to lose him for the rest of the year. There is still some hope that Carrasco will be back, uh, you know, before the pennant push. I don't think anyone is really counting on Syndergaard. But what do you hear about Carrasco, Scott? Do you think he's going to be back in time to help this team make the playoffs?
2: You know, the latest that I've seen is that he's going to be back during the stretch run, uh, you know, and if the Mets remain in first place, he's going to be a great addition. I mean, you look at the rotation. Now the projected rotation absolutely, uh, looks great on paper. If everybody's healthy, you got the you have Stroman, Carrasco, Stuttgart, and Taiwan Walker, who's had a much better season than anybody who's, ex- who's expected. Although, uh, you know, long time, uh, you know, Met analyst Nelson Figueroa told me in the preseason that he thought that Taiwan Walker was going to have a better seat, way better season than anybody expected. Expected, and he was he was right on that. He said of all the of all the uh, under the radar pitching pickups, he could be the best pickup this season. So when you're looking at things from a pure baseball perspective. Uh, you know this team i think is built for the playoff run as long as they stay in first place because the pitching will be very hard to contend with and as you well know you know good pitching in a in a postseason series is going to be very important from a fantasy perspective you just got to be patient with these guys and wait for this to to return but like you say you know anybody seemingly can get injured. You know, look at, look at Tyler Glass now. But some players are more injury-prone than others. Like, those of us who roster Byron Buxton and fantasy baseball, all well to know, you know, that unfortunately the guy always lands on the injured list.
0: Yeah, I mean, injuries are – I feel like they're getting more and more, like, it's just like common in sports. And it's you don't want to see because it's more and more, like – tic-tac injuries that guys are getting hurt for longer now and it's like you don't want to see your favorite player out two months with a hamstring injury it's the worst thing to see and especially when it's your pitcher running home like it's too many stupid injuries these times and I feel like in the post I feel like it's gonna hurt the Yankees and they might even not even make the postseason I think they could really if they don't get their their stuff together with the pitching rotation, and if their lineup can consistently hit for not just home runs, they could get doubles and driving runs. I I mean, what are they three games out of the wild card right now, and they all other teams are just getting better, so it's it's not looking good for me for the Yankees. What about you guys? What do you guys think?
2: I think with the with the Yankees right now it's, uh, you make a good point is i think you know this team is built around the home run uh the pitching staff doesn't go deep enough although you know, getting severino back would certainly would certainly help uh dj lemay who's not playing as good as he l- did last season and when we talked about injuries mark you know you talk about training regiments you know, I had heard this preseason that, you know, that Judge and Stanton were, were changing the training regiments because they had done too much weightlifting in the past, and uh, they wanted to change the, the outlooks or basically the approaches to how they trained, and it's worked for Judge, but some players are just more injury-prone than others, and you'll always have that with Stanton. But just, you know, the Yankees, you know, there's other issues too, like all the outfield injuries. Aaron Hicks is often hurt. Uh, Clint Frazier, big disappointment again. You know, expected him maybe to get more regular playing time that he would break out. Gary Sanchez has run hot and cold. So I don't know how much this team is actually really built to win here. And from fantasy perspectives, you know, uh, guys like Stan not staying healthy and and Sanchez with his incredible streakiness, they drive you absolutely absolutely crazy but with injuries you know it's it's really tough to speculate on what's a ticky tack injury and you know i i don't i don't want to be i don't want to be a you know act like a doctor that's not what i'm supposed to do fantasy wise but you know as a fan and and a fantasy player uh, all you can do is be prepared for when these things happen
1: i think the other thing too scott you know when you're trying to play doctor, you know, sometimes you have to, uh, from a fantasy standpoint, uh, one of the things that we used to do on my show, uh, on, on Sirius was to, you know, we did a lot of pitching, you know, we, we really, we really delved into the pitching and, you know, with Darren O'Day and Justin Wilson, both very important relievers for the Yankees starting their rehab assignments from a fantasy standpoint where do you put those two guys? I mean, are they somebody that when they get healthy, that you're going to add them to your fantasy team, or are they guys that have more value from a baseball uh, perspective rather than a fantasy fantasy perspective?
2: Which two are they again? I'm sorry.
1: Darren O'Day and Justin Wilson are both uh, starting their rehab assignments. for the Yankees.
2: Yeah. I, those are really not fantasy options. Because really, you just want starting pitchers. I mean, I would say like a twelve in a regular mixed league, they're not options because they're going to get, they're not going to get saves, they're not going to get enough innings pitched, uh, fantasy wise. But if you play in a league where you have holds, or if you play in an, an AL only league, you will take a look at, those, at at those guys, especially I would think maybe O'Day over Wilson, but for the most part. Those guys are going to be overlooked when it comes to fantasy baseball. It's very rare that people are going to roster those sort of sort of sort of setup guys. I think I think players like Seth Lugo and Austin both, you know, might be exceptions, but for the most part, you know, we're, those guys are really not going to be on the fantasy radar.
0: I think a guy who's going to be st- huge for the Mets, and he could be huge in fantasy, too. Seth Lugo is starting to really show how, why he's so valuable. And I, I don't know if he'll ever be a starting pitcher again, but just the fact that he can come in and pitch three, four innings that just lights out baseball is so... It's it's a blessing to watch sometimes. Like The Mets bullpen has been shambles too many times. And the reason I, they're in first place right now is that their bullpen is not falling apart. And if it does, it's once in a while. And it's because of a great team hitting home runs. And that's just going to happen in this MLB. So with all these guys going for home runs every single swing, it's it's tough. But you, who do you guys – do you guys think Lugo ends up being a top, top-tier reliever? Or do you think he goes back to being a starting pitcher?
2: I don't think the Mets are ever going to make him a starting pitcher again, as much as as he wants to do. You know, from a fantasy perspective, uh, he's one of the few middle relievers I see people putting on on their teams because you know he has good ratios and he will he will vulture a save here and there when Diaz uh, is not available. But you know, for in terms of fantasy, you know, Diaz has been really really good over the last two years, and he's an elite closer, but you know, when you're talking about relief pitchers in fantasy baseball, you're always speculating for saves and trying to get that next guy off the waiver wire, like a Michael Fulmer or somebody like that. I, I never drafted Diaz personally because I can pick up my closers off a free agency or get them very late in the draft. Look, nobody expected Jake McGee to get all the saves that he's getting. and uh, Although, you know, he's kind of sharing that now, yeah, you know, I was able to get him. Ian Kennedy is you know, been pretty good. You know, when he's been healthy. So, uh, if something were we don't want to see this, but if something were ever happened to Diaz, I think Lugo might have a next a shot to be that next man up. You know, to to maybe get saves for the Mets.
1: Yeah, i I, I agree with I agree with Scott uh, Jack. You know, Seth Lugo to me is never going to get the opportunity uh, to start, at least not with the Mets, uh, because they they need him too much in the bullpen. Uh, with Familia Hurt now, uh, Trevor May has been struggling. He did look good the other night. Uh, he looks like he maybe got his head straight, but they're not going to trust him with eighth inning uh, work or you know two-inning work. They know that they can go to Seth Lugo in the seventh inning, and he's going to give them two great innings. They know that. Um, and consistency is how you build a great bullpen. Uh, but I also agree with Scott in the sense that from a fantasy standpoint, you know, Lugo – Uh, you know, has as much value as any middle reliever, which is not much because they're not going to get, they're not going to get saves. The fact that he might be working two innings on a regular basis might be a good, uh, you know, fill in. If, if if you get, if you have, you know, your closer gets hurt or something like that. But unfortunately I don't think Lugo is ever going to get the opportunity to start, you know, they have in their minds, they've decided that he is a valuable reliever. And, you know, they have injuries in in the, uh, you know, with uh, Batansis. They don't know what he's going to be when he comes back, if he has anything left. And Penelius hurt. So, you know, it's going to be Trevor May. It's going to be Miguel Castro. It's going to be Seth Lugo, uh, you know, in in those set up. They, they really don't want to use Edwin Diaz for more than one inning. They don't want to bring in Edwin Diaz when there's men on base, if they can help it. I mean, they don't want to bring in any reliever. Uh, when there's men on base because they don't have that Chad Bradford who can get a ground ball whenever he needs one. So, um, uh, you know, I really think that at the end of the day um, what's going to make or break the Mets. I mean, they have a four game lead on three teams. They have to get healthy and they have to get healthy soon because they can't afford uh, this, this, you know, complete lack of offense You can't waste starts. You can't waste good starts by pitchers. It's just unconscionable, you know. And uh, it's 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 hurting the Yankees too. I mean, it's hurting the Yankees too. I mean, last night, you know, Garrett Cole goes out, pitches a great game, and then you know, the New York Post, did you see this, Scott? The New York Post did this whole story yesterday on how Loaziga is like emerging as this great reliever, and then he gives the game away (laughs) last night. So poor Johnny Lasagna. And uh, the Yankees, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know how you feel about this. And I just want to, you know, echo what Jack had said before. But, you know, the Yankees can't seem to get out of their own way.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, it's been a disappointing season for them, obviously. And just really quick, going back to Lugo, though, you know, if Diaz were to go down, we'd have to wait and see whether it's him or May. But they should both be on your radar as you know, potential closers if Diaz were to go down at any point, which of course we don't want to see as a fantasy player. I never, I never wish for injuries, but you know, the Yankees have had all kinds of issues, you know, going from the Cole controversy, uh, the injury to Kluber, uh not pitching up to expectations. DJ LeMayu being disappointing. Glaber Torres, you know this, you know, when, when you have a championship team, everything seems to click the right way. And, uh, you know, it's been just the opposite for the Yankees. That said, this team still has a lot of talent and it's, it's, it's early, you know, people, people in New York are very reactionary when it comes to the Mets and the Yankees, you know, the Mets will be in first place and a lose three in a row and all of a sudden it's doom and gloom again. Um, uh, you know, the Yankees can win six straight and all of a sudden everybody's talking good about them again. It's, it's but you have to remember it's a long season. You have to remember that in both reality and fantasy because, you know, right now, should you, should you buy low on a Glaber Torres? I don't know. You know, a lot of the advanced numbers don't look good on him either, but uh, you know, you have to have patience as both a fantasy player and a real baseball fan, you know, they just got Luke Voigt back, you know, that certainly helps. Uh, you know, LeMay who's got a lot of time in, in order to uh, you know start to meet expectations that he's already set. Uh, Sanchez has shown signs of breaking out recently, but a lot of things have to click right. You know, when you're talking about such a large roster and the, I don't know if the Yankees just have that look of, you know, a team where, Everything
0: is going right. And they, they really don't. Gary Sanchez is a guy that, he, like, if you're a Yankee fan, he gives you heart attacks because, w- like, one week he looks like he's going to get sent down. Like, he was batting 100 in the beginning of the year. I really didn't – I didn't know if they were going to keep him on the MLB roster or not. I didn't know if they were – like, and then he comes out and hits, like, five home runs in seven games or whatever. And it's like, all right maybe he looks like maybe he can turn it up and he's just you, you, the fact that he's been doing that for the past like two three years it's just you want to see him get consistent and consistency is key and until he shows that uh, i'm never really going to be sold on that guy
2: i don't think a lot of yankee fans are are sold on him they were hoping that this is the year that maybe you put it all together again and uh, you know he's got to keep up this momentum that he's he's uh, shown recently. Uh, he was a tenth round pick in my biggest fantasy baseball league, and you know. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm not doing as well as I want in that league. And he's he's one of the issues, although he's turned it around recently. You know, there was a lot of talk about him working with a hitting coach in the Dominican Republic. And he was looking really good in the spring. But then play started for real. And it got to the point where you wonder if if he was going to get it into a platoon. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens after this season. But. You know, if you're a fantasy player, you only get driven crazy on the offensive side. If you're a Yankee fan, he drives you crazy on both the offensive and the defensive side.
1: You know, the thing about that I would drives me crazy about Sanchez is the inconsistency. It's not a question of ability. And, you know, I always felt that, you know, Marty Appel made a great um, point about this, is that, you know, until recently, uh, that Sanchez hasn't really been the same Yes, since Girardi left, but also since Tony Pena left. And apparently, uh, especially during his rookie season, Tony Pena was a very, very important mentor uh, to Sanchez. And, you know, I I think that the, 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 you know, the fact that Garrett Cole always seems to want to, you know, throw to Higgy doesn't help either, you know, because, you know, you don't want to take a guy out of the lineup uh, you know, when he's hitting well, and I know it's a day game after a night game, but that's, you know, that's the, and we remember this with Mike Piazza. That's the rub when your catcher is your best offensive player, or at least your best offensive player at the moment, uh, you know, and you can't put him in DH spot because that's where, you know, Stanton is. So it, it, it is difficult uh, from a fantasy standpoint to, you know, buy in on a guy like Sanchez because of that inconsistency. Would you agree or or is he somebody that you take a chance on or you roll the dice with simply because of the, the power potential, Scott?
2: I, I don't know if you, you can, uh, you know, roll the dice necessarily. I think after this year, the Yankees got to take a hard look at that situation and see, you know, Can they move forward with with Gary Sanchez? Because it's these these aren't the George Steinbrenner Yankees, though, it's, you know, the the Yankees have operated a lot different differently this century to where they they seem to have more patience on on uh, players and uh, and outlooks. And, you know, sometimes that's been good. Sometimes that's been bad. I don't think Sanchez would have lasted this long under George.
0: I mean, uh, you wouldn't. If I was the if I if I was gonna control the Yankees, I probably would have traded him at this point. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, to. that's
2: what a George would have said too.
0: Yep, <laughs> my baseball people aren't happy. That's what
1: he would have said. <laughs> um, you know, Scott, I, I think that you know one of the you know people forget people who aren't into fantasy sports and people who aren't uh, locked in to baseball season because it's so long. Um, you know. Last year was a rough season for fantasy players too, because you know baseball is that great bridge, fantasy-wise, between you know the end of the fall sports, the end of the winter sports, and that whole you know summer. So, how did you spend your summer?
2: I might I'm a NASCAR. I'm a NASCAR fan. I, w- I watched a lot of races, and uh, you know, and started preparing for fantasy football and. Remember, we had the we had the NBA at an unusual time of year last year, so you know it was it was a good time. But before baseball came back, though, the first sport to come to come back was NASCAR. And you know, I know there's not a lot of NASCAR fans in New York, but uh, you know, uh, my my son became a a NASCAR fan at a very young age and kind of you know got me into it. And my wife started watching. It was like the one sport that you know we. We all three follow as, as a family. Although, you know, my, my wife, you know, follows baseball. She's been a Yankee fan for a long time. I'm a Met, I'm a Met fan, but it, it became like a family thing. And, uh, you know, I just watched the races were like one of the first things to come back last year. So I was watching a lot of NASCAR.
0: Uh, we actually, yeah, I just got some pretty good news as a Met fan. And if you have him on your team, Marcus Stroman, no significant issues on the MRI for his hip. I, I had a heart attack when he came out of the game because, um, you he's just a guy, I've honestly, fall in love with pitching. When he's dominating, he's he's just it's, it's a pleasure to watch him. He's I, I, I've been a big Marcus Stroman fan this year, and I, I, I want to see nothing but him come back healthy and him start getting into that groove again.
2: A lot of it with Strowman is, you know, that new split finger is working really well for him and he's had a career year and, you know, plus, you know, talking to some Mets insiders before the year, they felt like the year off for him where he didn't pitch last year was good for him because he's a smaller guy and it gave his, his body a chance to recuperate and recover. Right now he's got a 231 ERA. The ex-fip is 339. Uh, so he, although he's pitched really, really Good if there's going to be some regression, it's not going to be too bad. I mean, he's at an 80.8% strand rate, which is kind of fortunate. And the 258 babip is lower than the the career mark. But you know, the advanced numbers show show us that you know that he can keep his ERA, you know, well under four right now. So or under 350. So he should continue to pitch well.
0: And that's have really banked on him. I mean, I would say they banked on him being the number two, but they banked on him being one of the top guys in their rotation this year, and he's panned out. And for him, you, you can't – you really hate to see all these injuries. You don't want to see these guys getting hurt while they're pitching and see them coming off the mound. And the fact that there's no signif- nothing significant and he's going to be back soon – I'm just I'm happy. I really am. That's been another great episode on the Gotham Sports Machine. Thanks for coming on, Scott.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure to uh, work with you. Uh, be on with you for the first time, Jack, and always a pleasure with Mark. Uh, make sure you follow me at Scotty the King on Twitter.
0: for sure. I would definitely do this again. Do some fantasy. Talk, talk me, talk some football next, and whatever. We'll should, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll
1: definitely. Play. Yeah, definitely. We won't talk NASCAR though. I know nothing about it. <laughs> Jack might. Jack might.
2: <laughs> hey, when I was when I was growing up, I, I was I was the same way. But you know, my son got me into it. And I I didn't appreciate. You know, a lot of people, uh, just don't know how much. You know teamwork and strategy there is involved when you actually sit down you know and and watch a race and you know actually going to a race you know there's a track in upstate new york watkins glen dover is not far away when you go to a race it it can change your mind
0: i would i feel like i definitely enjoy going to see it that that would be that would be cool yeah it's pretty pretty good live
1: all right (laughs) thank you buddy
0: yeah Thanks. thanks for having me